0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City,
1: here's
2: Greg Matzik. Well, on Tuesday night, it was a five-run outburst in the sixth inning. That sunk the Brewers' ship tonight. Two runs scored in the sixth. uh, Three in the seventh against Brewers Pitching and one in the ninth. The Pirates knock off the Brewers 8-7 in walk-off style at PNC Park. Eerily similar game to last night's loss of 5-3 final in Pittsburgh. Welcome in. It is Brewer's Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik. We'll go to about eleven thirty tonight and take your phone calls here at eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the Acadet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Plenty to get to on tonight's program, including a conversation with Vinny Rotino from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. He will join us as we break down the start of Freddie Peralta, who was okay today. We'll get your thoughts on that as well. Also hone in on the uh, the lapses from the Brewers' offense. A lot of traffic on the base pass. And ultimately seven runs should be enough to win you a game. Uh, but the, the late inning, mid to late inning faltering by the Brewers' bullpen once again haunting them in a loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates. For whatever reason, Pittsburgh has got comeback prowess against Milwaukee. They have won four straight games over the Brewers. In each one of those games, the Brewers had the lead in the sixth inning. Very frustrating indeed as the Brewers fall to 57-47. and 1620 the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I, I do want to start with a bit of an injury update. Uh, you may have noticed late in the game as the Brewers were mounting a bit of a comeback, it was the eighth inning, they were two out, and Omar Narvaez was due up at the plate. Instead, Victor Caratini stepped in and kept getting going to his credit with a pinch hit single. Brewers would score three times with two out in the eighth inning to really make things interesting. But Narvaez was removed from the game, and it was a bit of a head-scratching move. I I didn't recall seeing anything that happened to Omar Narvaez uh, while he was catching or at any point throughout the game when he was in the batter's box. Uh, But he was taken out of the game, and Victor Carantini stepped in, as I mentioned. Now, it's it's always going to raise eyebrows when that happens at any point in in the game, especially when you consider the Brewers have... A day game tomorrow, right, so about 12 hours until they're going to have to take the field again and play the Pirates, so you figure tomorrow is going to be Caratini's day all day long. And also the fact that they dumped Pedro Severino earlier in the day, designated for assignment. He's gone. I suppose he could come back to the team, right? There is always that possibility. Stranger things have happened. Just ask Jacob Nottingham, for goodness sake. But the Brewers were left with no bench help. At the catcher position, and the deal with Omar Narvaez is that he suffered a quad injury. He is not going to play tomorrow. I don't think he was going to play tomorrow anyway, uh, just given it's a day game after a night game. But nonetheless, Omar Narvaez removed from the game with a quad injury. On the day, the Brewers dumped their other catcher, Pedro Severino, as they were unable to trade him prior to the trade deadline. So the hits keep on coming here for the Milwaukee Brewers, who are now 10 games above five hundred. I kept inching closer to that season-high watermark, that 13-game above 500 watermark, and now they've taken a little slide back here. Still 10 games above 500, still a bit of a cushion here atop the NL Central, uh, but things not looking good for the Brewers after back-to-back losses to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just getting started, here it is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. We've got Vinny Rotino coming up from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Would love to get your thoughts on the talk and text line here. the Akinet Mortgage Talk and Text line. We'll also hear from Brewers manager Craig Council and uh, get into Freddie Peralta's start. We'll do that coming up on the other side as we get going here. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. And his 2-0 offering is a
0: high fly ball, deep right center field. Brian Reynolds has walked off the pool here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the
2: Pirates win at 8-7. And just like that, Devin Williams' 30 consecutive appearance, scoreless streak is over. Brewers' comeback attempt, thwarted, late inning, falter by the bullpen. And uh, an okay start by Freddie Peralta. We'll cut him a little slack here, his first time on the mound since uh, middle of May or so. Uh, but nonetheless, the net result is a Brewers' loss. Back-to-back losses now in this series in Pittsburgh. They'll try and salvage the final game tomorrow. Uh, The game gets rolling about 11.35. There's some weather moving into the area, so we'll see if that game gets started on time. Uh, Hopefully they are able to finish it off as Brandon Woodruff takes the mound for the Brewers. Uh, But you heard the highlight there. Now, we are not too far removed from a very awkward exchange between Devin Williams and reporters in the Brewers' clubhouse at PNC Park. This was after the Josh Hader trade. I'm sure many in the clubhouse wondering, hey, what's going on here? We're, we're going to trade off a, a four-time All-Star with an eye in the future? It, it clearly did not make a lot of sense to Devin Williams, who was asked yesterday, I'll play a shortened version of it, if he was going to be the guy and take over in the ninth inning. I don't know.
3: I guess we'll see what happens.
4: Tough business sometimes,
3: huh? We can say that. There's a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know, know. Um, I don't know I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me I, I don't really have much to say about it
2: yeah, strikes me as a guy who is not terribly pleased at the uh, the move of Josh Hader uh, sent off to the San Diego Padres, where I believe he's already picked up one win in his one appearance. And it's a note that pops up on the text line here as well from Doug. Am I having a nightmare or what, right? I got the same feeling here, Doug. It's almost predictable that this would happen. Williams didn't even look like he cared, almost like he laid one right in there for him. And it's Brian Reynolds, the guy the Brewers should have had tried to get, instead of the five pitchers. One pitcher gone already. That's Very bizarre situation that we'll get into a little later. Uh, Brian Reynolds was not available. We do know that. That was very clear um, as the Pirates are looking to him to be a building block more so than a trade target. So Brian Reynolds was never uh, available for anybody for that matter. And the Brewers were never going to get Juan Soto. I get that. The trade of Josh Hader is what it is. And it's unfortunate. And I don't like the move. I think it's the wrong move to make at this point of the season It just didn't make a lot of sense for me yet. At some point, yeah, you may have to face the music on Josh Hader and move him. But there's a lot of jumbling now in the back end of your bullpen. And instead of having your roles pretty much settled, Brad Boxberger in the seventh, Devin Williams in the eighth, Josh Hader in the ninth, boy, everything was pretty cool there, right? I I feel like Josh Hader is a a bounce-back sort of guy. I didn't feel like his month of July was going to be his month of August. He had a baby in that month, and everything was a little upside down. He was adjusting to a new life at home, and he struggled, and that happens. He's human, but I don't think anybody believed Josh Hader was going to be that guy in the month of August and September. So you had the back end of your bullpen pretty much figured out. You're in pretty good shape. Well, good luck. You get to the seventh inning with a lead. You feel really good about the Brewer's chances of hanging on to that lead with Boxberger, Williams, and Hader. Now you've got Rogers here, you've got Bush. How do they work? Can Devin Williams be a closer? Can he take that responsibility on? Is he best served as an eighth-inning guy? And everything just sort of gets jumbled. And credit to Taylor Rogers for a clean inning tonight. That was great. I thought Matt Bush actually pitched pretty well. Uh, you know, some softer content that got through the infield that ultimately led to a runs being scored. I think he's going to be okay. But this is now a, a new territory for Devin Williams, who has closed games out of necessity this season, but primarily been your eighth-inning setup guy. He has now moved to a primary closer role in the ninth inning, and tonight it didn't work. Coincidence? 855 1620 if you would like to join us here at Sprewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. want to get through the night here from Freddie Peralta as well. First thing is first. It, it is great to have Freddie Peralta back. I do believe that he is your third starter in a playoff series. You know, Last year, you saw you know, Corbin Burns take them out against the Braves in game number one. We saw Brandon Woodruff. And then it was Eric Lauer uh, who also started for the Brewers in last year's postseason. Remember, there was some talk, would Burns come back on short rest to make a start? How is Craig Council going to do this? Will he be ready? And ultimately, it was Eric Lauer who uh, stepped in and pitched that game in Atlanta. Uh, pitched pretty well, as a matter of fact, but the Braves won that game and ended the Brewers' season. Well, now you're pretty set with Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, if you reach the playoffs, which I do believe the Brewers will do. So things are now sorted out, I think. We're in better shape with the starting rotation. Peralta will get extended here and maybe get back up toward 100 pitches uh, in the next few weeks, and that is a good sign. He was okay today. The fastball was mid-90s velocity. I think T touched 97, was uh, the highest on the radar gun that I saw And he got through the lineup okay. Three and two-thirds innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, a couple of walks, three strikeouts on 67 pitches. I I, I do believe that Craig Council saw how the game was trending and pulled Peralta. He may have had a 70-75 pitch limit. Uh, He was getting close to that. But the big thing to me was to see the kind of velocity that we've come to expect from Freddie Peralta. And I thought overall he had decent command of his pitches. He was not getting a lot of swings and misses. The strikeout total's a a little lower than you might expect or associate with Peralta. But you're also talking about three and two-thirds innings. So I I would put that under the the headline of encouraging. Good to see Peralta back. Good to see the velocity where you'd like to see it with Freddie Peralta. And unfortunately, he does not fare in the decision tonight. But it's a step in the right direction as the Brewers work to figure out the back end of their bullpen at least they've got a little more stability now back with their starting rotation 8556161620 is the adequate mortgage talk and text line it's a painful loss it is a painful loss here for the brewers and it feels very similar to what we saw last night a three-run lead for the brewers wiped away in the blink of an eye as the pirates score five times in their half of the sixth inning brewers had a four-nothing lead after two innings of play tonight against their last place team in the Pittsburgh Tide Pirates. And the Pirates slowly but surely chipped away, scored two in the sixth and then three in the seventh to take the lead. And credit the Brewers for coming back, and it was another late inning stumble by the bullpen here. You can't hang it on the offense, although they did go dormant for a few innings. But you score seven runs with this pitching staff, you feel pretty good about your chances to win a game and unfortunately did not work out for the Brewers. Back to the uh, text line here for the 414. Brewers struggling because of the Hater trade. This is not working. Shame on David Stearns for a bad decision on his part. I do hope that is not a headline at the end of the season, and certainly there will be an adjustment period, I think, for the Brewers as they uh, learn to live without Josh Hader in the clubhouse. The first two examples, the first two opportunities to show, hey, we'll be just fine, have not gone well. And tonight it was really on the bullpen. That was a collapse. Corbin Burns sort of factored into last night's loss because of the five walks. That certainly did not help. It had only four hits by the Pirates in last night's game, but there was a bit of a hit parade today. Vinny Rotina will join us coming up in a few minutes. We'll hear from Brewers manager Craig Council as well. We've got highlights from tonight's game to get to. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The 0-1 pitch,
0: Adamas, line drive into left field, base hit, one run is in, a second run is in as Taylor will score, and Willie Adamas makes this a one-run
2: ball game. Heck of a night for Willie Adamas. He drives in four, but the Brewers' new-look bullpen stumbles in an 8-7 loss to the Pirates. Devin Williams allows a solo home run, a walk-off home run to Brian Reynolds. That ended the game 8-7 the final. Brewers fall to 57-47 and 47 with the loss. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. We'll get your calls here at 855-616-1620, the Aconet Mortgage Talk and Text Line begin with doug in baraboo you're on wtmj hello doug
3: yeah good evening greg um i know you've been talking about it and i'm one of the fans too that i thought uh i actually was predicting with my friends that we probably would be losing haters uh very soon like this week and but i also was saying well we'll probably get uh, a good bat so i wasn't you know um too concerned in that regard. Although I hate to see Hater go, but uh, my situation is that uh, my wife's not a big sports fan, but she loves the Brewers, and we go to half of the games at uh, you know in Milwaukee, and she's having a really hard time with this. And I'm wondering out there from other fans if they're having. Uh, The same situation. I'm sure, you know, I'll get over it. I don't know how long it's going to take her to get over it. But I've never seen, you know, since the beginning of the Brewers, I've never seen a weird trade uh, happen with a a great player at this time of year.
2: Yeah, for a first-place team, it's not terribly common, Doug. I appreciate the phone call. I, it's not. I, it's just not terribly common. So you, you can't tell me that this kind of move doesn't affect the clubhouse, at least in the short term. And, and there may be a funk that the Brewers step out of, and, you know, it's back to normal, and they'll do just fine, and the back end of the bullpen stabilizes, and Devin Williams settles into the ninth inning. Maybe Taylor Rogers takes that over, and Williams is kept in his eighth inning spot. You know, it, it, there's a lot of what-ifs and buts there. You had the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning all locked up. There were no questions. Everybody knew their role, and now – it's a little bit here. It's a little bit there. It's let's try this guy here. Let's try that guy there. So Craig Council has to figure this out sort of on the fly. And, you know, tonight it, it just didn't work, right? And I, Devin Williams, he's human. He's going to give up runs. Yes, part of me wonders if it was an eighth inning routine performance for Devin Williams. we we'll be talking about uh, 31 consecutive appearances. And three years from now we might be looking at this saying, you know what, Boy, it was great to get those young prospects. It was great to get Gasser. That guy has lights out in the rotation. As to where he Ruiz is really something, he's a spark plug atop the Brewers lineup. That might be great, and I hope we are talking about that. But the guys in the clubhouse don't care about it. They might look to the future with optimism, but they are all about the present. All about the present. And what they know is that their all-star closer he is no longer a part of this team. And that stings. Regardless of the haul, regardless of what comes back in return, that absolutely stings. Let's so welcome in Vinny Retino from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Uh, Vinny just finishing up TV coverage with uh, our good friend Stephen Watson. Uh, painful loss here again, Vinny. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching this game, as the Brewers are ma- making a comeback, it's August 3rd. But, boy, this feels like a great opportunity and and an uplifting opportunity for the Brewers to come back and snatch a victory when it appeared to be out of their hands. For any sense of momentum and confidence, it felt like maybe this would be a little bigger than most games played at this time of the year against the Pirates. But, alas, here we are
4: talking about a, a loss, and it feels similar to last night. Yeah, it, it feels eerily similar to last night and it is just a game against the Pittsburgh Pirates with nobody in the stadium, but you're right, these games, Greg, are big considering what everyone's talking about, right? I mean it's not an elephant in the room anymore. Everyone's talking about the Josh Hader deal. And you're right, I think it, it just feels like the team in the clubhouse, regardless of what anybody says, it just feels and you have to speculate that like you are like and I am as well, that it is different. It's different in that clubhouse. They ha- they were on a nice roll before this Josh Hader deal. They were playing well. Off- they had a they had a team meeting about their offense need- needing to step it up, and they did. And then this happens. So you do have to ki- you can't lose three in a row to the Pirates. You can't lose two in a row, right? I mean, that's just going to continue to feel you know down. It's going to make that clubhouse feel down, negative, and um, it- it's-, it's just the reality of of human you know being a human being of what's going on in that clubhouse probably. So uh, I'm with you. Yeah, they need They for sure need to win tomorrow. That goes without saying.
2: Yeah, I had a nugget on the text line saying, boy, Devin Williams, it, just, it looked like he just laid one out there for Brian Reynolds to uh, knock out of the park like he didn't really care. Look, I played the comments from Devin Williams last night. I, to me, he is clearly not happy by this move. He lost a great friend and a mentor in Josh Hader. But now he has to adjust to a new role, or at least he tried to tonight. I, I don't really get into the mindset of does this guy care or not. I have a hard time believing Devin Williams doesn't care about his opportunities to pitch and close out games. But it does underscore the big difference now. Seventh, eighth, ninth inning was set at the beginning of the week, and now it's not. And guys are going to sort of have to adjust on the fly, including the manager.
4: Yeah, Craig Council is going to have to find roles for these guys. My guess is that Devin Williams is going to be the closer until he loses the job, and I hope I, I just can't foresee that happening. His stuff is too good; that changeup is too good. He cannot care and still get outs in the major leagues with that changeup. So that I mean, I'm sure also that he does care as well. But yeah, it's a. It seems as if he was affected most by this deal, right? I mean, it's the only guy that we've heard real real sound bites on. And he's showing his emotion about it. But, yeah, he's a human being. He lost his friend, a really good friend, his throwing partner every single day. That throwing routine that they do do is a lot bigger deal than most other teams. I've seen him do it. I've seen Chris Hook work these guys on the sidelines before games. Um, And it is a big deal. And so that was his throwing partner. And and, uh, now now he's gone. So he's going to have to adjust. The whole team's going to have to adjust. And Craig Council is going to have to find roles for these guys and figure it out pretty soon. 8-7 8-7 the final
2: tonight. The Brewers fall to 57-47 and with the loss. Uh, Pirates improved to 42-62. and Brandon Wood of tomorrow, and uh, this becomes a huge game here, it, not only to get a win and get out of Pittsburgh with a little momentum and feeling good about yourself, I, but th- the Brewers were getting out of options tonight. Vinny, had this game gone a little longer into extra innings, I mean, there weren't many levers that Crank Council could pull, so now you look to a starter in Brandon Woodruff, who has yeah, maybe been the best starter over the last month or so for the Brewers. You know, you need a little length out of Brandon Woodruff just to set yourself up. I know you got an off day
4: coming up uh, early next week, but you got to get to that point. Yeah, he's been, he's been really, really good ever since he came off the I.L. with that finger, that dexterity issue with his fingers. I mean, 35 innings pitch, he's given up only 25 hits in that time, only eight earned runs. Punched out 48 guys. So, I mean, he's really locked in right now. This is this is a perfect guy to toe the rubber when they do need a win. He's proven that he's been able to step up in these situations his entire career. Um, and, look, Greg, at the end of the day, they still have Corbin Burns. Freddie Peralta looked great, by the way, and that is a big deal. Velocity up to 97. So he looks like he's back. Brandon Woodruff. So you got those three guys, and then you do – on paper, their bullpen looks really, really good, right? So again, just need to find roles for these guys, and they need to settle in. Let's grab another
2: phone call here eight five five six one six one six twenty. Mark is on the east side, somewhere. You're on WTMJ. Hi, Mark.
5: Hi, how you doing?
2: Good, Mark. Go uh, ahead. What you got?
5: I've got. Oh, I've got a few things here. Um, unfortunately, every one of them is not good. Uh, The thing that I saw, and I saw it from the players. This is where it's bad. It's it's not it's not us. It's the players. Their morale is gone. Their morale is low. And when morale goes, it doesn't even doesn't even mean that you can't do it. It's like it deflates you to the point where you're incapable of doing something. Something needs to change. Well, what's going to change here? What could have changed here? Okay, you got rid of the best, the best in the last three or four years closer in all of baseball. You didn't get one guy that's got a bat. Isn't this, I mean, aren't you talking top hitters? If you're just going with an even trade, you're talking some of the top hitters in baseball would be the trade for it. If you were going straight up, even across Um it doesn't matter. You've given up greatness, and you got mediocrity back. But that's not what hurt. It's, it's what's happening to the team. They're deflated. Their morale is gone. Harry Dalton, when he was here, he picked up guys that we needed. We needed starters. We needed this. We needed. He did it. I, and I've never had too much problem with this guy. But this time, it's like, you know, for the last couple of years, we could have really used a, a bat. Um, and we haven't got it. Well, our pitching has been taking us there. If we had a guy that could hit 300, not even necessarily a home run hitter uh, because we've got those guys, but somebody that's going to get on base, somebody that's going to drive in a, a run, somebody that can do something, a real ball player, uh, you know, I mean, I hate to bring up the old times, but a, a Robin Yount, a Paul Molitor, somebody that's exciting can, and gets hits and can run and do stuff. You know, we don't have that on this team right now. Yelich was the guy, and I don't know what happened to him. Nobody knows what happens to him, and I'm certain he doesn't even know what happened to him. But right now, the last thing we needed was to pick up uh, some relief pitchers that aren't going to do any good for the team now. Uh, they might not do any good for the team next year. I think next year, if you wanted to, and then give up hater, you know, in the – in the season after or towards the end of the season yeah, Mark, I, I'm going to cut stuff. you off
2: here You, you just, you, I'm going to cut you off because uh, You're starting to ramble a little bit to be honest and, and, and you're getting off point And what you're saying is no longer logical right? I, I, I think I'm with you where you started The trading of Josh Hader I was not for the move It doesn't make a lot of sense to me at this point of the season And yes, I think it's a gut punch to a clubhouse That had built a, a first place cushion Over the Cardinals And are seeing that dwindle away here where tonight could have been a good feel-good win for the Brewers. Sadly, it's not, and the back end of the bullpen faltered. I, Vinny, I think Matt Bush is going to be fine. I, I really do believe that. That was the one move I looked at and said, you know, this this is a nice fit. You don't often find a 36-year-old who's throwing 98 uh, with really good stuff. I, I thought he was uh, kind of some bad luck tonight, some ground balls that were hit, I thought, you know, it didn't come screaming off the bat. Colton Wong was sort of stuck in the mud, maybe he was shielded by a runner. Otherwise, you're looking at a double play perhaps to get out of that inning. I think he's going to be fine. Taylor Rogers gave you a good inning. These guys aren't necessarily electrifying, but I, I think they will get the job done more often than not. You know, the bat discussion is a different discussion. I, we know the Brewers were in on those discussions. It just didn't work, and that's unfortunate because I'm sure David Stearns tried. But Andrew Benatendi got away early, and Juan Soto was never coming to Milwaukee. And Brian Reynolds, the hero tonight, wasn't going to be moved, and I think you saw why. So I get the frustration. This is going to linger, I I think, in in the minds of Brewers fans for some time until the Brewers put in a little surge here and reestablish
4: their momentum
2: and and cushion in the division
4: yeah I'm with the caller too at the end of the day at, at the beginning of his call I'm with you on that Greg so yes they what what will cure the low morale what we're, what will cure and kind of help the fans have a short term memory about this is win right so they they have again on paper the team to win but these are human beings and so I, I agree the morale is probably low. So, you got to try, and Craig Council's phenomenal at building these guys up and having good uh, clubhouse culture. It might take a, a week or two to get that back, uh, but you got to win in the meantime. You got to stay in first place. You got to find a way to do it and scrape scrape things across. But, yeah, I mean, Matt Bush, I'm with you there, Greg, as well, looked really, really good. Taylor Rogers looked fine. He's got a really nice slider. Um, you know, you have. You know, you still have really good arms in the pen that before the trade, right? I mean, Williams, obviously, Boxberger, uh, Trevor Gott has been pitching well, although he's been faltering a little bit lately, and Holby Milner as well. So they've got a lot of guys um, to to get out in the back end of the pen. Again, they just need to find their roles. They need to settle into those roles and get it done.
2: 855-616-1620, if you'd like to join us here, it is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers fall to the Pirates' Eight-seven. Brian Reynolds with a walk-off home run off Devin Williams in the ninth. The difference, kind of a wild game. The Brewers' offense was there, and then it wasn't, and then it came back. Good effort from the offense, by and large, uh, pitching, especially in the middle and late innings, letting the Brewers down in tonight's loss. We'll get back to your thoughts coming up on the other side. We'll continue with Vinny as well. More Brewers Extra Innings after this on WTMJ. Fifth Brewers pitcher of the game is Brent
1: Suter, runner in third, and O'Neill Cruz swinging a high drive, deep right center field. Watch this baby fly. It is way back and way gone. The two-run home run, O'Neal Cruz. And the Pirates, with three in the seventh, now lead this game
2: 7-4. Oh, that dude again? O'Neal Cruz, the difference maker in last night's 5-3 loss. Was once again a difference maker, hitting his eighth home run of the season in the seventh inning tonight against the Brewers. O'Neill Cruz has eight home runs on this season. Five have come against the Milwaukee Brewers. He has their number uh, and was certainly a difference maker again tonight. A rude greeting to Brent Suter, who was called on in relief of Matt Bush. And, uh, boy, the game turned very quickly after that ball exited the park. I'm not sure that it's landed yet. 8-7, the final. Brian Reynolds' walk-off home run. The difference in tonight's game, O'Neill Cruz, certainly impactful tonight. Yeah, as well, Greg Mazick and Vinny Rotino with you. We'll go to about 11:30 here. It's Brewers extra innings on WTMJ. I, some guys just have another team's number. I, I, did you ever have another team's number, Vinny? Did you ever just every time you faced a team or a pitcher, you knew you were just going to light that
4: guy up? Well, yeah, I mean, not in the big leagues because I, I think my career average is about 160 in the big leagues, but definitely in the minor leagues there were teams that you just felt good about. There were stadiums that you felt good about. I know O'Neill Cruz was playing at his home ballpark tonight. But, yeah, when you see a team that you've had success against, there's a little bit more comfortability in the box. You're just a little more relaxed. You see the ball a little bit better. The game slows down for you. It seems that O'Neill Cruz has that going right now against the Brewers.
2: Well, he certainly does. Eight home runs this season, five have come against Milwaukee. I, I want to go through Freddy Peralta's night a little bit here, Vinny, and get your thoughts. You know, I was trying to you know figure out in my own head how many pitches he might throw. I, I think it was going to be more of a, a pitch count thing than an innings thing or how many times he got through the lineup. That I think he would get to a third time through the Pirates lineup. I, I thought 70, 75 pitches about where he would net out ends up being 67 over three and a two-thirds innings. What were you hoping to see out of Freddy Peralta, and did you see it tonight?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to see that he was actually healthy. The ball was coming out, you know, hot out of his hand like it usually does. I wanted to see clean mechanics, like nothing weird was going on because of the shoulder issue. I mean, at the end of the day, he's really lucky. I mean, he had a, a lat strain, which it connects at your shoulder, and that is a big deal. That's a really scary injury for a lot of pitchers. Uh, you've seen a number of guys in the past of the major leagues have that injury and not recover from it. He's, he did an excellent job, and so did the team, of identifying it early um, and, and not extending the, the start where he got hurt and try to pitch through it because he could have really gotten hurt. They did a great job of shutting him down a couple, three months, whatever, without Freddie Peralta. is worth it. Because those are career killers, to be honest. Those shoulder, those lats that, that connect in the shoulder. And so what I wanted to see was the velocity It is back up to 97 tonight. I actually saw a really good changeup as well. He got seven, uh, I'm sorry, three swings and misses. He threw 14 of them. He got three swings and misses on it. He threw some really good ones tonight. Uh, and so that is, a, that is an encouraging sign as well. So I, I was really encouraged by where Freddy Peralta was. He'll just continue to get better as he builds back up to that higher pitch count.
2: I was a little nervous uh, when one of your catching brothers was not called on to hit. It, with his turn in the eighth inning, Victor Caratini stepped into the batter's box. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, boy, that's not good news. Omar Narvaez was pulled from the game. We didn't know why. We've come to learn it's a, a quad injury for Omar Narvaez. I don't think he was going to play tomorrow anyway, given the quick turnaround. But on the day you dump Pedro Severino because you weren't able to strike a trade, Omar Narvaez gets injured. Of
4: course that would happen, Vinny, right? It always happens to the catcher position. <laughs> it does, and it just seems like this kind of thing has been happening a little bit to the Brewers this year. Just It just feels like that kind of thing is like, oh, my goodness, this team is a little bit snake-bitten over the course of the year, right, with all the injuries Um, And just the timing of this one, um, my guess is that they will bring up, you know, a Mario Feliciano or an Alex Jackson, something like that to fill in. But Victor Caratini is ready for the everyday role in the meantime, in my opinion. I mean, he's been really, really good. Pitchers love throwing to him. But, yeah, you don't want to see Omar Narvaez get hurt because he is an important part of this Brewers offense and pitching staff um, at the end of the day with the way that he is able to handle the staff behind the plate.
2: Yeah, and our bias, a quad injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Victor Caratini stepped in in a pinch hitting role. Uh, as part of an inning that it did not start out terribly promising, I mean, it was a, you know, whole hum sort of inning, just like the previous, just like the previous, right? It was kind of dormant for the Brewers' offense after the second inning. Uh, but I know we've had a lot of calls to this program over the season talking about home run or bust, right? If the Brewers aren't hitting home runs, well, they're just not scoring runs, I, the, the seventh inning tonight the eighth inning tonight is a, an example of, of how they can string some hits and runs together. Four hits and a walk, all with two outs, and all of a sudden the game is tied in the eighth inning. So finding the way to get it done, uh, there were no extra base hits. There were no stolen bases in that time frame. Uh, it was just sort of station-to-station baseball. But you also see why you know, managers and fans fall in love with the home run, because that can flip a game in one swing of the bat. We saw it last night. It took four singles to sort of piece things together and a walk mixed in. But nonetheless, I I feel like you get to seven runs, you feel pretty good. You feel like you should win that game. It fell short, but
4: you can't look at the Brewers' offense for the reason why tonight. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, okay, so the morale, we talked about the morale a lot. Mark, the caller, talked about the morale a lot, and we all agree that it's probably off a little bit. But at the end of the day, they did battle back. They gave up three runs, and they gave up the lead in the top, I'm sorry, the bottom of the seventh, and they come right back in the eighth with two quick outs, and then all of a sudden an Omar Narvaez, I'm sorry, Victor Caratini single, a Tyrone Taylor single, a Christian Yelich walk, that was a tough at-bat, a Willie Adamas, art two RBI single and a Rowdy Tellez game tying single, so they battled back. So the morale, I never feel like this team is out of games. You know, even if they are not playing well, they always seem to just battle back. And that again, I think it's a testament to the the group of. People they have on this roster, but also, you know, Craig Council keeping that morale high best he can to, to, to battle. And that's what they showed tonight. I came up a little bit short, obviously, but that was an encouraging sign and a, an encouraging takeaway for me, Greg.
2: We'll hear from Craig Council coming up uh, in a few moments. If you'd like to join us here on the program, it's eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Brewers have lost four in a row to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Vinny, they had a lead or were tied in the sixth inning or later in each one of those games. So it, it's the Pirates who have found a way to come back against the Brewers. And now this season series is much tighter than you would expect, given one team is in first place and one team is in last. I, I can see what's building for the Pirates. And they've got some athletes on their team that are just rare athletes. Uh, you don't find many six seven third baseman in Major League Baseball, right? It just yeah. that doesn't exist, but it does in the Pirates. So, I, I get it. Like they're on the come here. Uh, I, there's nothing easy about just you know closing the door on the Pirates. But what's disheartening is that you had the lead right there, right sixth inning, right? You are set up for your bullpen, the back end of your bullpen to take care of business. That's the frustrating part because you, you get a team like the Pirates down. You, you don't feel like they should be able to come back and overcome a deficit, and they've done it now here in back-to-back games.
4: You got to gotta step on their neck when they're down, especially against the Pirates, right? Um, they weren't able to do that. And the, and the discouraging thing, even though I do think at the end of the day, and I said it a couple of times, once these, this bullpen finds their roles and finds their footing, they'll be fine. But until then, they, the discouraging thing is that there's just a different feel to the script of these games now without Josh Hader, Right. It's usually a box, you know a got hands it to Boxberger, hands it to Williams, hands it to Hater, and the games are, are you know over at that point. Their record in the last couple of seasons after the seventh inning is is ridiculous. I mean, they just don't lose. Um, so that is the discouraging thing. Like they weren't able to hold the lead. Um, I think eventually, again, they, that they will figure that out. But uh, the, the script of the games feels different at this point. And, you know, Craig Collins is going to have to figure that out sooner than later. Well, he's got about 10 hours to get it figured out for for tomorrow's game.
2: I, I guess that's the beauty of the whole deal, right? You just, you know, wipe the slate clean and boom, by the time you wake up, you're going to the Diamond.
4: That's why baseball is the best game in the world, Greg, and I, I'll argue with anybody about it because, yes, it's a, it reflects life, right? So you get up and you face another day, and you face another game, you battle, you, you try and just be better and do better, and you compete. As long as you're competing, you, you have a chance to win, and uh, this team and Craig Council will get these guys competing.
2: Well, Brandon Woodruff will be on the mound for the Brewers tomorrow, and it'll be an uh, 11 o'clock broadcast time for the network. 11.35 is first pitch. Vinny Retino, Valley Sports, Wisconsin. We will talk to you again soon, my friend. We've got notes from Craig Council coming up, plus highlights to round up the program. Vinny, get home safe. We'll talk to you again soon.
4: Sounds good, Greg. We'll talk to you later.
2: All right. All the best to Vinny Retino of Valley Sports, Wisconsin. I always appreciate his insight and perspective. Tough loss for the Brewers tonight, 8-7 the final. We're back with comments from Craig Council after this on WTMJ. 2-1 pitch. And Colton Wong, a line drive into right center. That's going to
0: drop in there for a base hit. Yelich around 30. He's going to score. It's an RBI
2: single for Colton Wong, and the Brewers strike first. It's one to nothing. Just seven of the first 15 batters reached base for Milwaukee in this game. They were out of the gates, hot. Christian Yelich led off with a single. hitting straight to 12 games. He would score on that Colton Wong base hit. Colton Wong is swinging a hot bat right now. Willie Adamas had four RBI tonight. Roddy Telez involved. You know, offensively speaking, I, you're off to a good start here. Running in the first, three in the second, nothing lead uh, against the Pirates team that was, you know, just throwing relievers out there on the mound. It was kind of a bullpen day by design for them. But you allow a team to get back into it. Freddie Peralta allowed a couple of runs. Uh, it, he'll be fine. I'm not worried about Freddie Peralta. I don't know much about Jake McGee. Right, We're just now learning about Matt Bush. This is a new middle back end of the bullpen for Craig Council to try and figure out. And uh, you know, right now it's it's still up in question who is going to fill what roles. A nice inning from Taylor Rogers tonight in his Brewers debut. Had a strikeout, a lazy fly ball to right field. Did hit a guy with a, a slider that just you know caught the toe of the hitter. And then a fielder's choice to end the inning. So you saw some pretty good stuff. Uh, 94 on the gun. Good slider from Taylor Rogers. You can see why he's been effective. He's not as much of a miss your bat kind of guy like Josh Hader is. I wouldn't call Taylor Rogers electrifying, but I, I think he's certainly going to be effective for the Brewers. We'll just see what kind of role he has, whether it's the eighth inning or ninth. Speaking of the ninth inning, it was Devin Williams. Opportunity tonight for Craig Council. He talks about Williams. Handling the situation, ultimately serving up the game-winning home run to Brian Reynolds.
6: Yeah, no, I, th- I think Devin's in, in, in a good place for sure. Um, no concerns. Those fastball uh, those readings, did, did they send out to you the, the, the velo tonight at all, or do you think it was okay? No, no concerns.
0: His, I mean, his streak. You know, you know, eventually it's yeah. it's going to end. Tonight is just a, a really tough circumstance for it to end, right? To a good hitter.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, you know that, that it was a crazy game. Um, you know, we we weren't able to keep some runs off the board and weren't able to capitalize on a couple opportunities. Um, you know, early in the game, um, earlier in the game, we had great. Uh, Eighth inning to get some some great at bats. Um, you know, and Devin's been so so good. You know, there was there was a run coming somewhere. Um, spots that he pitches, it's always it's always and impactful. And unfortunately, I'm it happened and, and tonight. You
3: guys have been so high on you know not only Devin but the bullpen arms that you had. Does that make it especially tough? It
6: just you know, happens. Uh, just, uh, just a tough name. You know. Well, no, I mean it's it's they just. I mean I, th- I mean I, I thought Matt Bush. You know it's it's an electric arm. It's it's, it's I think we all saw that. Um, things didn't go his way tonight. He's a good addition. Um, and uh, you know we just we didn't catch him. You know I mean Jake. Uh, I thought he made some good pitches to Cruz, and then kind of chops one through the infield and. Kind of inning um, that they had some good at bats against them after that. So, um, just one of those games. It was it was a crazy game, and um, they did a nice job battling back. How about Rogers? That looked like the good
3: slider that he's.
6: Really yeah, yeah, he had a nice inning, and glad glad. I mean, I'm glad we're going to get both guys in there. I know it didn't go the way Matt wanted it to go, but um, you know that that part's over, and uh, move on.
0: Knowing you were probably going to get a shorter appearance from Freddie, did you have like an order? In mind, or did you
6: just want to read the game? And- no, I th- think it's, yeah, I mean, they have so many left hand hitters that, um, yeah, we, we, it was a, just kind of a read where where Freddie's kind of night ended as to, to who was the next guy. Um, you know, and it, it just, you know, any time you're going to go with a little bit of a spot start and you know it's going to be a little shorter, then it's you're going to have, you know, a lot of guys involved. So, no, no surprises there, and I, th- I thought. You know, we we got matchups that we wanted to get. Um, they, they did a nice job.
0: What did you think of Freddie tonight?
6: I, I thought he was great, really good. Um, I mean, I thought the fastball was electric for sure, and, and and he had, you know, you could tell he had guys kind of cheating on the fastball. Um, went through some good curveballs to the left-handed hitters, good changeups to the left-handed hitters. Um, you know, the, the walks got him in trouble a little bit in the in the. Uh, in the third, but um, overall, like gl- glad to get him out there and get him started.
3: Mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz has been a particular problem. Yeah, um, do you have to revisit the reporter? Do you
6: think this is just execution? No, we've just we've just made some mistakes. I mean, I mean, the Brett pitch was um, the suitor pitch was just you know it was just a bad pitch. He he left it down instead of up. Did Omar come out? Was that just a, a spot for Vic? No, Omar. Is, Omar uh, suffered a quad strain, um, and uh, we'll have to reevaluate that tomorrow. But um, you know, he, he's almost like he's likely he's he's going to be unavailable tomorrow, and we'll have to assess where he's at. Do you know
0: when
6: that happened? Uh, that happened rounding third. Um, you know, in the, in the seventh, I think, you yeah. know, maybe sooner, maybe earlier than that, maybe it's his last at bat.
5: Yeah.
6: So a lot has happened this week, like with departures and bringing guys in that you that you like a lot. It's just, I don't know. What, what do you feel about just the clubhouse right? Now? Well, I mean, I. Look, I mean, this is a the, the season provides challenges, um, and the, the, the games just have provided challenges for us the last two nights, and um, they they beat us. We haven't we haven't got it done, and they, they have. Um, you know, we, we got to get back at it tomorrow, and shortly have a game. Twelve hours have a game again.
2: Yeah, just like that. Brandon Woodruff will be on the mound for the Brewers. He has been outstanding since coming off the injured list and rejoining the team. He'll look to uh, get the Brewers out of Pittsburgh with a little momentum. Milwaukee returns home for a three-game weekend series against the Cincinnati Reds. Got the highlights from tonight's game coming up on the other side. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
0: Ready for this? Get up!
2: This? Get
0: up! And this? Get Here it Time for tonight's
2: highlights. Here's
1: Greg Matzik.
2: Well, the Brewers enter tonight's game with a record of 57 and 46 after last night's loss to the Sa- uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, not the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I can't thing out of my mind, right? I've been affected. Freddie Peralta on the mound for the Brewers tonight. Tyler Beatty for the Pirates in what was a planned bullpen day. Brewers offense caught a groove early. Christian Yellick fled off with a single, extending his hitting streak to 12 games. He would eventually come around to score. Two one pitch,
0: and Colton Wong a line drive into right center. That's going to drop in there for a base hit. Yelich around third. He's going to score. It's an RBI single for Colton Wong, and the Brewers
2: strike first. It's one to nothing. Lane Grindle with the call. Rowdy Telez moved to second on the play. Hunter Renfro then walked to load the bases, but Luis Arias grounded into a fielder's choice to end the inning. No fear. The Brewers extended their lead in the second. 1-2 pitch. Line drive into right field. This is going to roll all the way to the
0: warning track. Narvaez will score. Yelich around third. He's headed for home. And Adama sliding into second with a two-run double. And the Brewers lead it 3
2: to nothing. And that would be all for Beattie. Rowdy Telez greeted newcomer Dylan Peters with an RBI single of his 1-1 pitch. Rowdy Telez to drive
0: out to right. This one's headed towards the wall, and it bangs off the top of the wall. Adama's jogging around third. Telez will be content with a long single. It's
2: 4-0 Brewers. And after cruising through the second inning, Peralta ran into a little bit of trouble in the third. An infield single and two walks at the stage for Kibrian Hayes. The one pitch. Swing ground ball right side. Base hit right in between first and second. It's a two-run
1: single, and it's 4-2. The Brewers' lead is cut in half.
2: Now Peralta would finish the inning and record a couple of outs in the fourth before his exit for Trevor Gott. Got pitched well. He was not scored upon in an inning of a th- in a third. Jake McGee took over for Gott in the sixth. He would allow a pair of runs. The game was tied at four. Welcome Matt Bush, newcomer from the Texas Rangers, closed out that inning in his Brewers debut. In the seventh, Bush allowed three singles so the third gave the Pirates a And lead. the 0-1 pitch. Swinging a
1: ground ball through the draw, and infield right side base hit. Scoring from third comes Reynolds. Gamble is going to be held up at third as the throw gets cut off. Back to first base then. They flip it. Telez over to Wong. And tagged out is Key Brian Hayes.
2: He had a hit and run in that inning that sort of forced Colton Wong out of position. That could have been a double play. Sort of a softly hit single there past toles at first ultimately plating a run. Matt Bush, Bush pitched pretty well. He's got good stuff. I think he's going to help this team. Uh, but nonetheless, it was the Pirates taking a commanding lead. Bush out. Welcome in, Brent Suter. Fifth
1: Brewers pitcher of the game is Brent Suter, runner at third, and O'Neill Cruz swinging a high drive, deep right center field. Watch this baby fly. It is way back and way gone. The two-run home run, O'Neal Cruz. And the Pirates with three in the seventh, now lead this game seven
2: to four. Seven unanswered runs for the Pirates. Brewers led 4-0 in the second. The Pirates stormed back. But the Brewers found life with two outs in the eighth inning. Victor Caratini would pinch hit and hit a single. Tyron Taylor followed with a single of his own. Then Yelich walked. Loaded the bases for Willie Adams The 0-1 pitch
0: Adamas, line drive in the left field Base hit One run is in A second run is in as Taylor will score And Willie Adamas makes this a one-run ball game And the next batter was Rowdy Toledo. De Los Santos kicks and delivers And it's a line drive past the glove of Chavis And trickles into right
2: field Yelich is around third And we are tied Andrew McCutcheon grounded out to end the inning, but the game was tied, as you heard Lane mention. Taylor Rogers making his Brewers debut. pitched a scoreless eighth. Brewers went quietly in the ninth. Enter Devin Williams, the Brewers' new closer. Perhaps Williams had been scored upon in 30 consecutive appearances. Streak
0: over. And his 2-0 offering is a high fly ball, deep right center field. Brian Reynolds has walked off the crew
2: here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Pirates win at eight to seven. Eight runs, twelve hits, no errors for the Pirates. Seven runs, twelve hits, one error for the Brewers. Devin Williams takes the loss, falling to two and one. Will Crow earns the win out of the pen for the Pirates. Brewers fall to fifty-seven and forty-seven. And uh, the Cardinals uh, trail the Brewers by, let's see, one and a half games now in the NL Central. Cardinals and Cubs postponed today due to bad weather. They'll get back at it tomorrow, as will the Brewers, with an afternoon game, rounding out the series and closing out the road trip in Pittsburgh. We'll come back with some final thoughts after this on WTMJ. Well, the Brewers do not ring the bell with a home run tonight, unfortunately. But remember, you do not have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put the money in that Salvation Army red kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. Wrapping up Brewers Extra innings here on a Wednesday night. Brewers getting back at it tomorrow. There is no Brewers Extra innings tomorrow, uh, given the afternoon game. The Brewers will play against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Uh, hopefully, they get this game in. There is a little nasty weather. Uh, Scheduled for the Pittsburgh area, as per usual. Nonetheless, Brewers got to find a way to get back to their winning ways. Falling tonight 8-7, the final. Brian Reynolds with a walk-off home run to win it against Devin Williams. Out of time tonight, want to thank Vinny Rotino for joining us. Also, thank you for being a part of our program each and every night here on WTMJ. Once again, the final. It's the Pirates 8 and the Brewers 7. Hope you've enjoyed Brewers Extra Innings on 620 WTMJ.